You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 16. You should ask yourself the question, why did I come to church this morning? Why am I here? What is it that I want God to do for me? Do you need breakthrough? Do you need deliverance? Do you need salvation? Maybe you've received all of those things. Maybe you're ignorant. You need to be educated in the Word of God. But everybody that's here, are here for some reason. And whatever you are looking for, that you want God to do, how is God going to do it? It's by the working of the Holy Spirit. Many people are looking for the supernatural, supernatural breakthrough. God to do something unusual in their lives. And the Bible talks about certain things that are really supernatural. In the book of Amos, we see here that the prophet says that there's a time that will come where the reapers will overtake the sowers. It says before you've even planted, you're going to have a harvest. Have you read it? Amos 9, verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treaders of grapes, him who sows seeds. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. That's something supernatural. That can only happen in the spirit. That before you've even planted, you're reaping. The book of Jeremiah 12, verse 5. Talks about a grace given, strength given to run with horses. It says, if the footmen have wearied you, how will you contend with the horses? And if the land of peace you were wearied, what will you do when the floods come down, when open, God opens the floodgates of heaven? How is it possible for a man to run with horses? It can only take place in the spirit. Something supernatural. When you need the Holy Spirit to help you. The Bible says opportunity and chance comes to everybody. The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. But opportunity and chance comes to everybody. The Holy Spirit will place you at the right time. At the right place. It was David being obedient to deliver sandwiches to his brother. On the battlefield, just being obedient, fulfilling a simple instruction of his father, take some food to your brothers on the battlefield. Being obedient to that small instruction. In the background, God was busy positioning him to become a giant slayer. Are you faithful with the small things that God has asked of you? Or are you only waiting for the big things? The way that God works and operates is small things, big things. Remember, David said, I've killed the lion and the bear. When my father asked me to be faithful, to look after the sheep, the Holy Spirit was there with me. He said, the same anointing, the same Holy Spirit that helped me 
to kill the lion and to kill the bear is the same Holy Spirit will help me to kill the giant. That's a revelation to some of you. Your small spiritual beacons, your small things of faithfulness in the past will be the very thing that will strengthen your faith when you face your giant. The same Holy Spirit that helped you to kill the bear and the lion is the same Holy Spirit that will help you to kill the giant. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 16 verse 13. Many people come to church to be anointed, to be prayed for. And you think that settles it, but you have your part to play. 1 Samuel 16 verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. The Spirit of the Lord remained with him. Family, listen to me. Many people today just want the Holy Spirit to visit them. But the Holy Spirit wants to remain in your heart. Many people come to church and they say, Quickly pray for me to solve my problem. Let the Holy Spirit work and deliver me or give me the breakthrough. And then you want to leave and you want to leave without the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit wants to abide with you. He wants to stay with you wants to make permanent residence in your heart. Ask yourself the question, does the Holy Spirit feel welcome in my heart? Because remember, what you receive by faith, you have to maintain by faith. If it's the Holy Spirit that has blessed you, if you want to continue and remain in the blessing, you have to walk with the Holy Spirit. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. The promise that was made to Abraham, according to the book of Galatians, was the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit welcome in your life? The kind of conversations do, that you have on a regular basis. Can people hear the voice of God upon your voice? Or is it foul language that is coming out of your mouth? Because out of the abundance of a man's heart, he will speak. You know what that means? Your heart is always going to snitch on you. Your heart is always going to reveal the true you. You can smile at people, but is your heart smiling? When we preach, we should preach with the help of the Holy Spirit. David was a great king because after he was anointed, the Holy Spirit remained with him. He knew he was not a giant slayer. He knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposed of giants in his life. People know, Christians know that they need God but they don't realize how much they need God. Everybody knows that they need God. Most people even come to church for selfish reasons. God, help me. Touch my life quickly. I want to come to the front. Pastor, fire, 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 fire. Everybody wants a quick breakthrough. Wants it easy. 
To receive it is easy. To maintain it is something completely different. To maintain it, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Many people today can say no to sin. There are many good people out there saying no to sin. And you can say no to sin, but you cannot say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. God came to make you righteous, to be a slave of righteousness, because that leads to holiness. And holiness, when you know God has made you holy, the book of Romans says eternal life. There's a life you're after. Do you know that? There's a life you're after. So the Holy Spirit is not just here to visit. He wants to come and make a home in your heart. The Bible says there, read the next verse, verse 14. What does it say? It says, and the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And a distressing spirit came and tormented him. Why? Because of his disobedience to the word of God. Family, do you know that you can grieve the Holy Spirit? The first work of the Holy Spirit in your life is to regenerate your spirit. To regenerate your spirit. And you become born again. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. The wonderful promise given to us as Christians here that God will never leave us nor forsake us. So you are born again and that's the first working of the Holy Spirit. But now, to live a victorious life, you need a daily infilling of the Holy Spirit. And when you grieve the Holy Spirit, you cannot receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. But when you grieve Him, He cannot do what He's supposed to do in your life. David, under the old covenant, 1 Samuel says, The Holy Spirit remained from Him from that day forward. But when they committed sin... And unrighteousness were in their lives. The Holy Spirit departed. That's what happened to Saul. The Holy Spirit left him. And a distressing spirit came. It doesn't matter who you are, how you've been anointed. David, when he sinned, when he was disobedient to the word of God, what was his first prayer that he prayed? In Psalm 51, do not let your Holy Spirit depart from me. How welcome is the Holy Spirit in your life? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Listen to me. You can only become spiritual by the help of the Holy Spirit. Today in church, we have too many unspiritual spirituals in spiritual positions. 
making decisions from a natural point of view instead of being led by the Holy Spirit. You can only become spiritual by the help of the Holy Spirit. Because you are spirit. Ephesians 4, verse 30. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. The Holy Spirit's influence is a holy influence. I'm not saying be perfect. I'm saying the Holy Spirit's influence is a holy influence. The Holy Spirit will not lead you to places of darkness, of unrighteousness. Amen? Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity and insults, but instead be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. The New King James says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Family, one of the ways how you grieve the Holy Spirit is by not forgiving people. By keeping a grudge in your heart, keeping bitterness in your heart, you grieve the Holy Spirit. What if God had to forgive you the way you forgive people? Would you make it to heaven? Would you be sanctified? Would you be made righteous? So make a decision today to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Listen to me. God is not a God of right and wrong. God is a God of good and evil. You can be right and your heart can be evil. And you can be wrong and your heart can be good. What do I mean by that? If I make a mistake, I'm wrong. But if I'm quick to repent, my heart is good. And you can never ever do anything wrong, Mr. Perfect. No, some of you ladies are married to some of them. Hello? <laughs> There's no perfect man. But let's say somebody's never wrong. And that attitude, hmm, you're wrong again. That's an evil attitude. Because everybody makes mistakes. Amen? Or if somebody makes a mistake and they come and they say, I'm sorry. You say, hmm, it's not a... 431st time that you've done this you might be right but by not forgiving your heart is evil and God sees it and it grieves the Holy Spirit because you're not forgiving as Christ has forgiven you sis man it's arrogant to want to keep people's noses in what they've done wrong I'll forgive you but I'm not going to forget Where's that in the Bible? You need to get born again. You need to get saved. Because you're forgiving like the world. And this is a church, the body of Christ that we're preparing for Jesus' coming. And He Himself is involved. Can I tell you how many people grieve the Holy Spirit? Through pride. 
pride. Pride is when you put yourself above God. Many people say, I'm not hearing God. I'm not hearing God. I want to know what I should do. But your attitude is, I've been fasting. I've been praying. I've been the usher the longest in the church. God should help me and answer. Why? Because you've been praying and fasting and serving in the church. There's no basis for answered prayer. The only basis for answered prayer is what Jesus has done on the cross, not what you've done. Pride is an ugly thing. Remember, Lucifer said, I can be God. Pride says, I will decide. I put myself on the throne. And listen to me, family. Obadiah 1 verse 3 says, The pride of my heart has deceived me. Listen to me. If you've been making stupid decisions in Jesus' name, in inverted commas, God, I don't know why I'm, I'm then saying in Jesus' name, I'm praying. It's pride. Pride deceives you not to see what you really have in front of you. Jeremiah said, the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. How does the heart start to deceive you? When there's pride in your heart. Pride says, I'm always right. Pride says, I don't make a mistake. And pride deceives you. You know what pride will do? Pride will make you the victim. I've been in the company the longest. Working the hardest. And this junior one. I trained him. Now he gets the job. That's pride. God is in control of your life. You want to know what's the way out. You cannot hear what's the way out. Because of all this pride in your heart. You've put yourself on the throne. And when Lucifer wanted to do that, he got kicked out of heaven. Very quiet now. So we grieve the Holy Spirit when we keep a grudge. As Christ has forgiven you, forgive. When we have pride in our hearts. When you have pride in your heart, you'll be harsh and hard with people. Because you see yourself as better than them. So now you don't have grace with them. Am I helping some of you here? You need to get off your little throne. Bow the knee before Jesus. Moving into that building, it's the grace of God and the grace of God alone. It's not what any man has done. It's what God is busy doing. Deuteronomy 8 verse 17. God warns His people and says, Don't you, after you've got a lot of things, now say it's the work of my hands. Because pride will let you take the glory and the honor when it belongs to God. Just remember, I'm the one working the 18 hours. Who's giving you the strength to work the 18 hours? Jesus. Pride will take the honor and the glory. And we have that nonsense creeping into the church. Where more honor and glory is given to the man of God than to God. Listen to me. It's the kingdom of God. It's about Jesus. Let's not allow anything to lift up our hearts. 
Deuteronomy 8 verse 17 says, don't say it's the work of your hands. Don't say you're the one that worked hard, fasted more than anybody, prayed more than anybody, read your Bible more than anybody, helped people more than anybody, gave more than anybody. He said, it's not that. It's God who places that ability, that grace on the inside of you to be successful. So that his covenant between you and him can be established. So that you can say it's God that was working on the inside of me. Paul said, I worked harder than any of the disciples. But when I looked, I saw it was not me. It was the grace of God working much harder than anything else. God chooses grace rather than work so that no man should boast. Check your heart and see if there's any pride in your heart. Because that little bit of pride can deceive your heart. And it can take you in the wrong direction. Let's give all the glory to God in everything that we do. Amen? Amen. A heart full of pride cannot say, I'm sorry. A heart full of pride will not let go of that grudge. Will say, I'm the victim. Can you believe what they did to me? How they treated me? How they spoke to me? So just tell me, all that happened to you compared to what Jesus went through, is it worse? Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Have that attitude. Amen? What will bring change in your life? The Holy Spirit. You want God to hasten the work, but you are grieving the Holy Spirit. Let go of those things. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the unforgiveness. Let go of all that hurt. This message challenged me to say, Lord, forgive me. Oftentimes, we say, yes, Lord, here's the glory for the church. But we just want to take the acknowledgement. Go check your heart. It's all because of grace. It's all because of grace. Where does the Holy Spirit communicate? Romans 9 verse 1 teaches us. Our conscience. Your spirit here, your heart, is where the Holy Spirit will communicate. So when you are born again, yes, you're going to make a mistake. Let's say I'm walking here and I bump against Sister BC here. I bump her. What's she now on the way again? As I come here, the Holy Spirit says, go to her and say sorry. Now I'm listening to my conscience. Sister BC, I'm so sorry I bumped you. Please forgive me. He says, you're forgiven. That peace that the Holy Spirit gives you, guard it with everything in your heart. Many people don't have peace because when the Holy Spirit speaks to them, they don't listen. They overrule what the Holy Spirit is saying to them. They ignore His voice and they grieve Him. You're walking here and suddenly the Holy Spirit says, help this person. This person, but I know this person. Uh. Hello? And you grieve the Holy Spirit. Am I helping some of you here? 
But we say we are Christians, we are being led by the Holy Spirit. If we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, we will be led by the Holy Spirit. He will tell us what to do. Many times people are waiting on the other side of your obedience to the Holy Spirit. But you're not obedient. Little do you know, that little small thing of taking the sandwiches to your brothers that are ridiculing you, that are saying that you are nothing. Remember when the prophet came to anoint David. said, is there anybody else? All the sons come. All the sons are here. They're overlooking him. Even if you've been overlooked by friends and family, the Holy Spirit knows exactly who you are, where you are. The, book of, the Bible teaches us that the Spirit of God moves to and fro, looking for those with a loyal heart. It's about your heart. You know how you grieve the Holy Spirit? By looking at things you're not supposed to look at. You say, I'm 80 now, I can watch the 2 to 18 movies. But when you take that movie, you know the Holy Spirit saying, don't look at it. Young people, on your phones the whole time. And you're grieving the Holy Spirit, but saying, Lord, help me, lead me, guide me. If you knew, if you had the revelation that you are the temple of the Most High God. In your heart you are made to be like the Holy Spirit. You're made to be like God. There's a part where only the Holy Spirit, where God can fit in. And only one can sit on the throne at a time. It's either God or your own ways. It's either God or bitterness. God or pride. Can you see how much you need the Holy Spirit? You can only become spiritual by the help of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. Family, listen to me. When you walk with the Holy Spirit, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, and you have a great victory, you will not overly jump up and down because you know it's not over. If you've killed a lion, you're not going to jump up and down and say, I never have to face anything again. No, no, no. There's still a bear waiting for you. Well, you need the Holy Spirit. After the bear, you know there's still a giant waiting for you. So it's too easy to jump early to jump up and down and say, I've had the victory. There'll be many victories that you still have, and you'll need the Holy Spirit. Hello? Let me make it more practical. Just because you had one argument with your wife and you listen to the prompting and you go to you and say, Oh, my lovey, please forgive me, I was wrong. Just because you did it once now doesn't mean you're never going to have to do it again. Hello? I'm just saying this to help some people. I've now said ten times sorry, now it's your turn to say sorry. No, no, no. Continue. Listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you want that marriage to get better, listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Who is here that's not been insulted or ridiculed as a Christian? You call yourself a Christian. People saying things about you. Listen to me. When that happens, 
Don't take offense. Take the help of the Holy Spirit to comfort you and to help you. The enemy wants you to operate in his level, the realm of defeat and failure. Don't step into it. Many times what people do when they face a challenge or an insult, instead of accepting the help of the Holy Spirit, they reject the Holy Spirit. And they rather go to that person that went through the same thing to get help from a see, you won't believe what this guy now did. Then she goes, but isn't he the one who did it before as well? <laughs> yes! Now you're double angry. Hello? <laughs> and your anger and emotions get stirred up on the inside. God looks at our heart. He can see when you are sincere and when you are playing games. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Remember Esau, the Bible warns us, Hebrews 12, verse 16 to 17. It says, be careful that there's not a profane person like Esau who sold his birthright. Then afterwards he came crying, begging for it, but not repenting with his heart. Hello? He saw what my brother did to me. He stole my birthright. Am I not the eldest? Am I not the one? He stole it from me. Daddy, please give it to me. But the Bible says he never repented. Sometimes we get emotional about things. But you know you had your part to play. Repent and get the peace back in your heart. We South Africans are especially very emotional. May God help us that let's hold on to the Holy Spirit and not on to our emotions. Because your emotions and those feelings, they can change. But the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit will never change. Emotions change. Feelings change. That's why faith is not a feeling. Amen? Amen. Feelings can change. Some of you wake up in the morning, yes, I feel like I've got strong faith today. I've got, I woke up with goosebumps. What are you going to do tomorrow morning when you don't have goosebumps? You're going to be down in the gutters. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you are linked up with God, whether you have goosebumps or you don't have goosebumps, you know God is busy working in you, leading you, and guiding you. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Young people, listen to me. There's only three ways how the devil's going to attack you. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That's how he attacked and deceived Eve in the garden. She saw, she ate, she disobeyed. What's the enemy going to come and do? He's going to tempt you through what you see. Things that you experience. The most dangerous of them all is pride. 
That's why you have to allow the word of God to rule your heart, to dominate your heart. It's easy to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches us that holy men, when they were moved by the Holy Spirit, they wrote this. So even when you read the Bible, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. When you read the Bible, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. When you forgive somebody, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. When you go to work, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. So ask yourself, what is going on in my heart that's been grieving the Holy Spirit? I'm closing with this. Acts chapter 5, verse 32. The Bible says, God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey Him. Can you see why the Holy Spirit was with David? Because he obeyed God. Why was the Holy Spirit with Paul and Peter? Because obeyed. David, when he sinned, when he messed up, he dropped his king's cloak. Didn't say, hey, I'm the king, I could do what I want to, man. Everything in this land belongs to me, even that woman. No, no, no. He dropped his king's cloak and he dropped on his knees and he said, Father, I've sinned. I've sinned against you and you alone. Forgive me. Do not let your spirit depart from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. What was he saying? I want the peace in my heart back again, Lord. I want that peace in my heart back. That's why when you have this peace, even when there's a storm around you, you'll have peace. And the Holy Spirit will be able to lead you. Many people have everything out there, but they don't have peace in their hearts. The Bible says in the book of Acts 5 verse 32, the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey Him. It's not standing here in the front and saying, fire, 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 fire. It's obey, 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 obey. If you want more of the Holy Spirit Mondays to Saturdays, Obey, 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 obey. Because obedience to the word of God and the working of the Holy Spirit, they go hand in hand. Because the Holy Spirit will always lead you and point you to the cross where the price was paid. And as you get to the cross, what would Jesus do? Say, there's the Holy Spirit. I died that he can be here with you. He's going to lead you. And now even when you find yourself in temptation, what does the Bible say? God will show you what is the way out. Listen to your conscience. People that are successful in life, you'll see they listen to their conscience. Daniel, when the decree was made, you're going to be fed to the lions. He went as his custom, went on his knees, prayed and said thank you to the Lord. That was the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Go and pray again as you always pray. Don't change your pattern. Don't discuss it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Don't call a special warfare meeting. He just went on his knees, obedient, continued to do what he was doing. And the Holy Spirit was there to help him. Your obedience attracts the presence of God. 
Your obedience is the only proof of your faith. Your obedience. So view your life in the Word of God. If you want prayer to be delivered from the spirit of lust, don't let it be deliver me from the spirit of lust so that I can just be in a sexual relationship with one woman and not a lot of women. Cannot fool the Holy Spirit. Amen? Make a decision. If you want God to help you, invite the Holy Spirit into your heart. The promise that was made to Abraham was the Holy Spirit. He's here to be in your heart, in your life, to lead you, to help you. When you go through tough times and you have a bit of heart sore, disappointment, He's there to comfort you. But when you reject Him, you look for comfort somewhere else. And we reject Him and we grieve Him. Make a decision today to say, I'm going to align my life with the Word of God. Everything that's not of God, I'm going to work it out of my life. Some things you might be able to get rid of in a day. Some will take five days, maybe some five months. But have that attitude to get those things which are not of God out of your life. Young people, you look at too many wrong things and you wonder why you're battling. Make a decision like Job that made a covenant with his eyes not even to look upon a virgin. He said, not even that which is pure I'm going to look upon. My covenant with my eyes is for my wife alone. I'm closing with this. Remember, church, listen to me. The ten virgins, the ten virgins, they all speak of purity. They were all virgins. They all had lamps. All their lamps were burning. All of them fell asleep. All of them had to be woken up. Only five had enough oil in their lamps to remain. It's a warning to us as a church. Just because you're doing everything right, you're getting to the place where you're starting to live in righteousness. You're not stealing anymore. You're not lying anymore. You're doing everything right. It's a warning to all of us to be ready to make sure that our lamps are full of oil. It says, go buy oil and fill your lamp. What she's got, I cannot take it. And what you have, nobody can take it. No situation, no circumstances, it doesn't matter. Let us be ready as a church. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Let the pride go and fill your lamp. Let the unforgiveness go and fill your lamp. Let the disobedience go and fill your lamp. Let it go what you are looking at, what you are feasting off from the enemy's table. And let your lamp be filled. Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.